It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Nuthouse, as it were, the Locked On Panthers podcast with myself, the big nut himself, Bill Rossetti. Welcome back. How are you guys doing? Hope you guys are having a great week, enjoying the bye week, nice and relaxed, good times. Uh, We're going to get a little bit caught up in terms of, we're going to look at the snap counts from Sunday's game, kind of wrap things up a little bit there, and then I want to take a look at the power rankings. Because a lot of the power rankings are updated, and the Panthers have been surging them, surging up the Panth. Excuse me, surging up the power rankings. Boy, I, I already can't talk. What a, what a day this is this is so far. <laughs> We're gonna look at the power rankings and talk about how the Panthers have been going up there, and then maybe touch on some other things. Uh, of course, a couple of big trades happened in the NFL, so we'll touch on that a little bit. But we'll start with the snap count. So. The Panthers played 66 offensive snaps on Sunday in London, and there were six players that wound up playing all 66 of them. Naturally, the entire offensive line and the quarterback. So really, not much of a surprise there. All five offensive linemen, Moten, Williams, Van Roten, Paradis, and Dennis Daly, who got the star with Greg Little being out. And a couple of, of course, injuries across the offensive line. So they all played all 66 snaps. And then, obviously, quarterback Kyle Allen. Christian McCaffrey, not quite 100%, um, but just about there at number, or excuse me, at uh, 64 offensive snaps. That's about 97%. 61 snaps, about 92% for Greg Olson. And then right behind him, 60 snaps for uh, DJ Moore. 53 snaps, which is about 80% for Curtis Samuel. 36 for Chris Manhurt. So he's starting to see a bit of a drop here because that's just about 55%. And then we get to those that played less than half the snaps. Jerry's right had 31 snaps. And then really down from there, Alex Armas saw just 11 snaps. Brandon Zilstra acted for the first time as a Panther did see five offensive snaps, five for Ian Thomas, three for uh, Reggie Bonifant, and one for Brian Witzman, reaching his first uh, first snap and first active game as a Panther. And the notes they have here from uh, the, from the site said, they say the cat pack, as he put them, hardly came off the field against Tampa Bay as Curtis Samuel had the lowest snap percentage of the three, and he still played. 80%. Reggie Bonifant had three snaps but did not have a touch. This, of course, after he had that near 60-yard touchdown run against the Jaguars. And then Chris Manhurts in his first game back from a concussion played in 36 snaps. On the defensive side of the ball, there were 80 defensive snaps, and there were five players that played every single one of them and again, not surprising. It's the guys in the defensive backfield, Cockrell and Trey Bo- Trey Boston, and a couple of the line and James Bradbury as well. 
while Shaq Thompson and Luke Keekley were the others. Eric Reed uh, only came out for one snap. He played 79 of the 80 offensive snaps. Then it was 64 for Javian Elliott, uh, 60 for Mario Addison, 52 for Bruce Irvin, 45 for Gerald McCoy, 46 for F.A. Obata, 34 snaps for Dontari Poe, 33 for Brian Burns, 29 for Kyle Love, 25 for Vernon Butler, 19 for Marquise Haynes, and the one snap that Eric Reed was not in, it was Rashawn Golden, but nice to see him get back on the field after, of course, his injury. Uh, as, the, as they note, the Panthers were in nickel often, as evidenced by all of Javian Elliott's snaps, all 67 of them. So a lot of nickel looks, and then obviously a com, uh, continued rotation in the front seven. Uh, they know Vernon Butler played just 25 snaps, but he had two strip sacks. Again, just continued production, which is what we've been hoping for for the longest time out of Vernon Butler. But nice to see that he's finally getting at it. And then, F.A. of course, they make a note on F.A. Obata. 46 snaps in his highly anticipated game in London. Of course, we know, and unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to touch on this. But, of course, um, F.A. Obata, we know, grew up in London. So, good to see he got a good bit. That's all, that was almost half the snaps. Uh, special teams-wise, Colin Jones, of course, continues to be the special teams captain there, playing almost 80% of the special team snaps. Andre Smith and Jermaine Carter played about 70%. Ray Ray McLeod about 60%. But as it turned out, that would be the last offense or the last snaps as a Panther that Ray Ray McLeod, at least for now, you know, they could always bring him back. But for now, these are the last snaps as a Panther for Ray Ray McLeod because he of course was waived on Tuesday. And it was about 50% for Jordan Kunizic. Same for Jordan Scarlett. About 44% for Joey Sly. 41% for Michael Pilardi. 39% for J.J. Hansen. Uh, and then Tyler Larson played nine snaps, which is about 22% uh, percent of the special team snaps. So that's the snap count rundown from Sunday against the Buccaneers. In a minute, we will discuss the... Power rankings that the Panthers sit at right now, and later on we'll talk about some of the trades and talk a little bit of the XFL. But before we get into that, shout out to our friends over at the folks at Roman, a men's health company, who are changing the games with Roman Swipes, the secret to longer-lasting sex, just where you can get $10 off your first order of swipes and free two-day shipping at GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNFL. And DoorDash, treat yourself to the meal you deserve and have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash. Right now, you listeners out there can get $5 off your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code LOCKEDON. Panthers surging up the power rankings. I remember a few weeks ago, we sat here talking about the ranks and Talk about the Panthers in the mid-20s, and they're near the bottom of the NFC, and things are just looking really bleak. Well, now they're getting pretty high up there, and we'll kind of run through them now as they have here on the site. So starting at ESPN.com, 
where the Panthers sit 13th in the power rankings, 8th among the NFC teams. The rest of the division, the Saints are at number 2 behind, of course, just the Patriots. The Buccaneers, they have a 25th, and the Falcons at 29th, as it's just been a mess for the Falcons. They wrote, uh, Carolina climbed four spots in ESPN's ranking this week after defeating the Bucks After leading the league in pass defense just a few weeks ago, ESPN's David Newton says that is now the team's biggest weakness. Despite five interceptions on Sunday, Newton says the Panthers' D has been vulnerable in the middle of the field, allowing seven touchdown passes. So that's ESPN's notes. NFL.com, which is led by Dan Hanzus, has the Panthers at 12th, whereas he also has the Saints at 3rd, Falcons at 28th, and the Buccaneers at 29th. They write, the Panthers jumped to number 12 this week, according to NFL.com, up three spots from last week. Dan Hanzus praised the Panthers' balance on offense, proving they can win, even when running back Christian McCaffrey isn't putting up all-world numbers. And Obviously, they showed exactly that. McCaffrey, as, as we know, of course, only had about 60 yards rush or 60 yards total, I should say, against the Buccaneers, and they still found a way to put up 37 points. So, obviously, you don't want to lose McCaffrey. You don't want him to be completely shut out, but it's nice that, at least in this case, the Panthers kind of found a way to win. Uh, BleacherReport.com actually has the Panthers the lowest among the sites we're going to talk about. They have the Panthers right smack in the middle at 16th with the Saints at number two, the Buccaneers at 24, and the Falcons at 29. And they write, the, or the Panthers write, the Panthers rose one spot following the win over the Bucs, according to Bleacher Report's rankings this week. The BR staff said that after looking like a lost cause four wins ago, the Panthers now look like a legitimate playoff contender. Mike Florio over at NBC Sports has the Panthers at number 10, including 5th in the NFC. He has the Saints at 3rd, Buccaneers at 26th, and the Falcons at 29th. Pro Football Talks Mike Florio moved the Panthers up 3 spots to number 10 and told readers to never doubt an 0-2 start after witnessing the 2019 Panthers turnaround. And if you thought that was good with number 10, Pete Prisco of CBS Sports is the highest, at least among the these top media outlets. Pete Prisco is the highest on the Panthers right now in his rankings at number eight, fifth in the NFC. He's the Saints at third, the Buccaneers at 26, and the Falcons. Actually, he's the worst on the uh, the lowest on the Falcons too, putting them at number 30. Uh, CBS Sports bumped the Panthers all the way up to 8th this week after defeating the Bucs. I believe it was a four-spot rise from Pete Prisco, who says that Kyle Allen's win streak may be impressive. The defense and its ability to get after the quarterback is even more remarkable. So nice nice to see a lot of love. And uh, number 8 for Pete Prisco, uh, you got you to love hearing that if, if you're a Panthers fan because we know Pete Prisco can be uh, can pretty tough be pretty tough on some of these teams, but uh, um, you know obviously not saying that in a bad way. Prisco, you know he he knows what he's talking about, so a lot of high praise there from him and you know Mike Florio at number ten. Uh, what what do you guys think? Where 
you know, who's too high, who's too low, you know, was Bleach Report too low on them at 16? Where, where do you think the Panthers stand right now uh, as far as rankings go? Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. But uh, that, so again, that's a look at the at some of the power rankings in the NFL. Uh, of course, we still want to talk about the trades and the XFL. But before we get into that, shout out to our friends over at BlueChew.com, which is the or brings you the first uh, active or the first chewable. With the same FDA active ingredients, I'm tripping over my words here, uh, almost as if like you know a, a guy tripping over his words talking to a girl. Hey, how about that segue? Uh, first chewable with the same FDA approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. Uh, you can take them anytime, day or night, and even on a full stomach. And of course, they're chewable. That means they work up to twice as fast as a pill which means you know you'll be ready to go once you take it, and who doesn't want to be ready to go when that time comes? Now, remember, this isn't just for guys who can't function or can't perform. It's for those who want that extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom and get themselves up to round two, so to speak. Uh, Blue Chew is subscribed online, of course, ships straight to your door in a non-discreet package, so you don't have to worry. Just a regular box. Nope, you don't have to go to the doctors, you don't have to feel embarrassed or awkward, anything like that. It's just all all around positive for you. And they're made right here in the USA, which means they prepare and ship direct, which means they're cheaper than a pharmacy, which saves you money. And we can help you save even more money right now by going to BlueChew.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON. You can get your first shipment for free. All you got to do is just pay the $5.00 in shipping so again that's bluechew.com uh, promo code locked on uh get and just pay five dollars in shipping and you get it for free and also our friends over at my bookie listen do you ever find yourself wishing you could make extra cash with your nfl knowledge i know i think about that all the time i'm always saying to myself why don't i bet on these <laughs> Well, at MyBookie, they want to make your dream come true this season. Right now, all players are invited to play in the free $50,000 Survivor Contest, which uh, starts at the beginning of the week and closes right before the start of Monday Night Football. Just pick one team each week and survive the longest, and you can take home $50,000 in cash. Just make a successful deposit with MyBookie, and you'll receive a free entry into the contest today. And again, my bookie, you can do just about anything on there. MLB playoffs are well underway. You know, if, uh, if you happen to be a Nationals fan out there and you just saw your team go to the World Series, you can bet on them in, in the World Series. Or if you're an Astros or a Yankees fan, they're still going. So you got that going on. Hockey season is underway. I mean, Hurricanes are looking really good right now, 6-1. and one. Uh, NBA season just about underway, so a lot going on 
that you can bet on at my bookie. So just go to mybookie.ag to win because no one gives you more ways to win than my bookie. Uh, so join now and my bookie will double your first deposit. Just use promo code locked on when creating your account and they will double your cash. So visit mybookie.ag today because you play, you win, you get paid. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So I want to touch now on, uh, j- just real quick on some of these trades, because obviously they made big news yesterday in the NFL. For- first, I got word of the trade of the Rams sending Marcus Peters to the Baltimore Ravens for linebacker Kenny Young. Now, let's remember, too, that the, the Rams had already put Aqib Tlaib on injured reserve, so it seemed like they were really changing up their their cornerback group with the shipping of Marcus Peters. Now, Marcus Peters has been struggling a bit, and he was entering a contract year, so uh, save, saves the Rams. He gets to go to a good Ravens team, and they bring in a really good young linebacker in Kenny Young, so I'm really excited to see Kenny Young in that Rams defense. But, of course, that was not the biggest move they made. Because Jalen Ramsey finally got his wish to be traded from the Jaguars. He is going to the Rams. The Jaguars get two first-round picks and a fourth-round pick in exchange. So now uh, 2020 and 2021. And actually scrolling through Instagram, I found a post from CBS Sports that I found really really interesting. And it said the Rams are now in position to go five straight years without making a first-round pick. And I I found that really fascinating. And it's true. Because remember, 2017, that pick was traded in in the trade, of course, in 2016, where they moved up to get Jared Goff. The 2018 first round pick was traded to the Patriots for Brandon Cooks. 2019, they did have a first-round pick at number 31, but ended up trading back as the Falcons moved up to get Caleb McGarry, and now they've traded their first-round picks in 2020 and 21. So the Jaguars now sitting with two first-round picks. One of them right now, of course, would be their own in the top 10. So Jaguars looking to make some moves next year, but obviously the Rams... They figured they had to make some moves on defense. Three straight losses. You know they've obviously been struggling. So this, they're hoping, is the move that's really going to put them over the top. And you know, a good week to get started with that because uh, they play the Falcons this week. And you know, obviously, yeah, the Falcons are not very good right now, but still got to figure out a way to stop Julio Jones. And that's exactly what they're going to do now with Jalen Ramsey. So uh, good. Uh, Good move there. I mean, well, Ramsey was going to see Julio Jones no matter what. I think the Falcons play the Jags, I believe, in week 16. 
Uh, but now he'll just see Julio Jones a lot earlier this Sunday. So I'm excited to see that. And then there was another trade, too, actually also involving the Rams. They actually made three deals because they also brought in Austin Corbett, the offensive lineman from the Browns, for a draft pick. Now, Corbett's tough because Corbett was a guy I was pretty high on coming out of Nevada, and I, and I really liked his play and thought he was going to be a solid solid piece for the Browns offensive line. Remember, he he was actually the first pick of, uh, I forget what year offhand, it was a couple years ago when the Browns drafted court, but he was the first pick of the second round, thought he would come in and be a solid piece to that offensive line, but he struggled. He hasn't really fully picked it up, and now he's over with the Rams, and that's really one key reason why the Browns have struggled is because that offensive line at one point was a strength of theirs, now is a complete question mark. But hopefully a change of scenery now uh, for Corbett will do him some good with the Rams. But obviously the big move, Jalen Ramsey, I know the Eagles were in on him, but ended up not getting him. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Trade deadline in less than two weeks, and you know, and still some other good corners out there. Patrick Peterson is still in the market. And uh, you know, possibly Chris Harris from the Broncos. So we'll see what trades are made with uh, with some of these teams. Now, do I think the Panthers are going to make a trade? I don't know. They they obviously, I mean, four straight wins. They obviously feel comfortable with their team. Uh, the secondary has played better, so I don't know if they need to go out and grab one of these guys. They seem to be pretty solid. You know, James Bradbury has been playing better, and then they they'll be getting Dante Jackson back from from injury soon. So I don't know if they really need to go out and, and make a huge splash, but we'll see. you got 13 days till the trade deadline. One last thing I want to talk about before we get out of here is the return of the XFL, because there were a few former Panthers that actually heard their name called, and I wrote about this a little bit over at Panthers Wire. A few former Panthers. Now, some of them, you know, you could put air quotes around former Panthers because they were mostly just training camp bodies. Guys like uh, Kiaris Garrett and Rashad Ross. And um, there was one other player because actually one team, uh, the Los Angeles Wildcats, actually ended up picking up three of the players that I wrote about. One was Garris, one was uh, Rashad Ross, and... As I look it up real quick, the other was Elijah Hood, the running back who didn't spend too long, you know, spent a year on the injured reserve of the Panthers. But the highlight, at least from yesterday, the highlight of the former Panthers being drafted in the XFL was the guy we thought was going to be the backup running back for the Panthers this season. And that's Cameron Artis Payne. He was drafted by the Dallas Renegades in the third round number with the 20th pick overall of the skill positions phase of the draft. Because remember, the XFL is breaking up their draft to try to keep competitive balance instead of just a straight draft of the teams filling out their roster. They're breaking it into, into position groups. Uh, one phase of skill position, one phase is offensive line. Uh, defensive front seven, uh, defensive backs, and then they're going to have an open phase where you could just pick anybody. 
And, well, the, the starting quarterbacks were, were assigned to these teams, so they weren't really draft picks. They were just kind of sent to the teams. Uh, but he, uh, Cameron Artis Payne was a third-round pick of, of the Dallas Renegades, and now we'll get to catch passes from Landry Jones, who was the quarterback that was assigned to the Dallas Renegades. Uh, a lot of Oklahoma love there as well. Uh, Landry Jones there. Dimitri Flowers is another running back that is uh, is going to be there. And Artis Payne will also be teammates now with former Dallas Cowboys running back Lance Dunbar. So interesting there. And if you look at the XFL draft, it is a lot of names that, you know, you may recognize and see, especially some of these younger guys are like, oh, we thought this guy would make it in the NFL coming out of college. And he really hasn't. Um, I mean, I was just glancing through some of the games, but I came across Jay Samaro, who I thought would be pretty decent. Uh, Both Quanjo brothers, the offensive lineman out of Alabama, uh, you know, just a lot of interesting names that, you know, still need development and maybe could crack an NFL roster, but they're not quite there yet. Um, but then, of course, a lot of guys that haven't been in the league for a while, but still have a chance to play pro football, namely a couple of these guys I just mentioned here with the Renegades, uh, Cameron Artis Payne and Lance Dunbar. And, of course, Landry Jones, even some of the quarterbacks. Matt McGloin is going to be another uh, starting quarterback with the New York team. So uh, intriguing. Uh, obviously it's intriguing and uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, this it'll be just like the Alliance where the season starts right after the Super Bowl in February. And, you know, we're hoping that they get it right this time. They've obviously been spending a lot of time looking into this building and just trying to get it right. So We'll see what happens with the new XFL, but again, that's the big highlight right now, at least from the former Panthers. Cameron Artis Payne, now a member of the Dallas Renegades. So that'll wrap it up here. I think that's a good spot to end it. Thanks for tuning in. Remember, uh, follow the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. And of course, follow me on Twitter at Bill underscore Setti. And until next time, keep it locked here on LLP. I'm out of here. Until next time, take care, my friends, and we will see you soon. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.